Blog Talk Radio. Ladies and gentlemen, living color. Yeah! We want to talk right down to us in a language that everybody here can easily understand. Good evening. It is August 21st, 2019, and you are with the Indie Wrestling Show, the one and only. I am your host, the leader of Coastal Bend Wrestling, Chris Castillo, telling you guys to follow us at the Indie Wrestling Show on Facebook and on Spotify, and we are always uh, presented by Sports Talk with Friends, and with this time I want to welcome everybody to the show, the co-host, the great Uncle Leroy Jr. How are you doing tonight, my friend? Wow, what up, what up, I'm Gucci, I'm Gucci, you know, just another, uh, but today is Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, yeah, it's Wednesday on an indie wrestling show straight out of Dallas, but hey, what's going on, Chris? Yep, uh, the big Dallas, a lot of controversy going up there, and Jerry Land with Zeke, but we'll talk about that later, uh, right. right now, I want to, yes, yeah, sir, and, uh, you know, that goes, but I want to thank all the sponsors, uh, the new flyers out that we got. Thanks to uh, Monster Graphics, uh, they are multimedia. I'm sorry, by Rick Cadio did a great job. You even look pretty good on that on that flyer, Uncle Leroy Jr. Yeah, that's when I actually had hair. I was like, man, that's cool. But yeah, I look good yeah. on there. Appreciate. Shout out to him for the flyer. Shout out. Shout out. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And I also want to thank uh, Texas Wrestling Entertainment and Sports Talk with Friends, and of course, great Spotify. And tonight we got a great guest. We're going to bring him on later. He's you probably see on a WWE NXT, among other places. Uh, Max Castellanos will be joining us later. Uh, but I also want to talk about real quick that I've been noticing myself all over Dallas, all over Texas, a lot of new wrestling companies. And that's good. Uh, we Wrestling has been evolving, and I don't think it's hotter than right now. I mean, 
people like Lions Pride Sports and Heavy Metal Wrestling, Texas Wrestling League, Mission Pro Wrestling, and even Coastal and Wrestling, all new places. But, of course, it wouldn't be there without the established wrestling uh, organizations out there. They know who they are. And with that, Uncle Leroy Jr., we're going to take our first break real quick and then be right back with our guest, Max Castellanos, tonight on the Indie Wrestling Show. KBZ, what up? Oh, shit. <laughs> you done fucked up, man. <laughs> you done put two of America's most wanted in the same motherfucking place at the same motherfucking time. <laughs> Y'all niggas about to feel this. Break out the champagne glasses and the motherfucking condoms. Have one on us, alright? Picture perfect. I paint a perfect picture. Bomber hoochers with precision. My intention took you with you with that and double OP. Dog, my fucking homie. You the cold ass nigga on the mall. Show up. I keep my hand on my gun because they got me on the run. Now I'm back in the courtroom waiting on the outcome. Three two pockets, all this on the niggas mind. But at the same time, it seems they trying to take mine. So I'm going to get smart and get defensive and shit. And put together a million march for some gangster shit. So now they got a slate to multi-millionaire motherfuckers catch a case. Mm. Bitches get ready for the throwdown. The shit's about to go down. Fuck me and Snoop about to clap. <laughs> I'm losing my religion. I'm vicious on these stool pigeons. You might be deep in this game, but you got the rules missing. Niggas be acting like you savage. They all forget the garbage. I got nothing but love for my niggas living last. I got a pit named P. She nigga Rena. I got a house out in the hills right next to Chino. And I think I got a black Mimo. But my dream is to own a fly casino. Like Bugsy Seagull. And do it all illegal. And get scooped up by the little homie in the Riga. It feel good to you, baby, Bubba. You see, this is from the The ball's wrong. That means we're back on the Indie Wrestling Show with the co-host, the great Uncle Leroy Jr. And at this time, our guest of the evening. We're really lucky and uh, proud to present that we got from the Valley of Texas. He's appeared all over the USA, including you might have seen him on WWE NXT. He's trained with the the legendary Rudy Boy Gonzalez at Texas Wrestling Academy. And tonight we welcome, and I'm going to try to say it the best I can, El Chingon de Texas, Max Castellanos. Max Castellanos, welcome to the Indie Wrestling Show tonight. How you doing, my brother? What's up, guys? How you doing? Oh, no problem. We, we are doing awesome tonight. Uh, we're we're uh, real happy that you made time, uh, your busy schedule. Uh, to be here with us tonight, and we also uh, Uncle Leroy James has been checking you out on the YouTube videos. I've been pasting on the Andy Wrestling Facebook page, and we just wanted to say thank you for being out here tonight, Max. How you doing? Appreciate. I'm that, doing man. good, man. I'm doing real good. Thank you for having me, guys. Uh, it's real cool. I mean, whatever questions you guys got, I'm more than you know happy to answer them. All man, right. this guy this is through the roof. He was all on the screen, like I'm ready. Like just put me in the game. Just point my punches. <laughs> I like how you rose, yeah. sir. <laughs> yeah, he's a big time player in the indie wrestling world right now. Before I get to the interview though, real quick, uh I met Max Castellanos. He probably I was surprised. I was doing some research on you. And you actually had the first match I saw you wrestling in Del Rio, Texas against Red Dragon. Um, was backstage, introduced myself, said hi. Never met Max before, and I got to see him wrestle with uh, Red Dragon, who I traveled from Laredo to Del Rio with, and one heck of a match. I think the fans won. It was a really good match, and that was about two years ago. And since then, uh, he's gone off like a rocket all over the world. 
Um, and WWE NXT is right there. So the next step probably is WWE for Max. So we're all rooting for him here in Texas. Um, just want to give you that quick shout-out, Max, real quick. I don't know if you remember that night. Yeah, of course I do, man. I, pre- I appreciate that shout-out. Yes, I do when I wrestled Red Dragon. Uh, it, was a, it was a good match. I still remember. Yeah, it was like an all-star team then. I remember Carson Austin was there, uh, Mike Dell, among other names. And, uh, of course, Rudy Boy was there yelling at me and everybody in the back. But he means well. He's nice. <laughs> he's, up for he's a good guy. Uh, before we get yeah, to the interview – oh, good. Uh, before we get to the interview, Uncle Leroy Jr., is there any questions you have for uh, Max Castellanos tonight before we get started? Nah, I'm ready to get it started. I'm uh, think I'm a little more antsy and eager to hear his interview than probably he is. So uh, yeah, let's. Get, let's get <laughs> well, first of all, um, what does it take to be successful at the Texas Wrestling Academy? I mean, I know I haven't been there myself, but I know Rudy Boy for a couple of years. And uh, what's it like to training with him? And how do you? How does it take to be successful? So. So pretty much, man, uh, starting at the wrestling, uh, at the Texas Wrestling Academy, at first, I didn't have no idea because I had never, you know, really, I hadn't really done my research. And that was on me as far as the background of what it took to be a wrestler. Uh, I got an opportunity with uh, WWE and they flew me out for a trial back in 2015. And that was just for me taking a trip up to Columbus, Ohio, in early 2015, I ended up bumping to the main guy in WWE, which happened to be Canyon Seaman, and he gave me the opportunity. But and stuff like that, it pretty much started like a conversation of me asking him how how can I get started with the wrestling business, and he kind of ignored my question. He was like, "How tall are you?" And I'm I'm six foot one. How much you weigh? At the time, I was competing in uh, powerlifting and strongman, so I was about 250, a little bit heavier. And I'm like, yeah, man, I play sports all my life, this and that. And next thing I know, two months later, I'm at the performance center. I've never been in a ring before, you know, never done a row. I don't know how to run the ropes, nothing. So pretty much for me, I, I kind of, you know, broke in right in front of the most important people and stuff like that. So it was a lot of stress, a lot of pressure, I remember. And then after I was done, uh, he pulled me to the side. He told me, he's like, you know, if you really want to do this, you're young. You know, you're 22 years old, which I was 22 at the time. Um, You know, if you were 30, I would tell you right now to give it up. But, you know, you have the high, you have the look. Like, it's up to you how bad you want this. So as soon as I came back, you know, uh, I ended up bumping, you know, into Rudy Boy and started training with him. And pretty much when, when I started training there the first day, uh, everything was very similar to the performance center and stuff like that, you know, from the warm-ups to the rules to all that. And I was like, man, I'm like, I wish. I mean, sometimes things happen in a certain in a certain order, you know, because you don't mm-hmm. know the, 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 the big plan. But I was like, man, if I only knew this before I went over there, it would have helped me so much more, et cetera. But, you know, what has, you know, it had been done already. So I started training and it was tough. It it was, you know, a big warehouse in the summer, especially I started in June, June 6th of 2016, um, training there with Rudy and, um, and it was, it was hot. I mean, I think it was like 120 degrees in there. We would go for three, three and a half hours every single day. And then on the weekend, sometimes where there was shows, we would, you know, help out with the show, set up the ring. It was one time that he, <laughs> he put us, um, all the students to set up the ring. So it was two teams. So one team had to set up a ring and then who could set it up the fast at the fastest time. And then the other team had to tear it down. And we did that like three complete sets. So we 
put the ring up, took it down, put the ring up, took it. Man, I was like, what is this like stupid? Three times in a row? Like three times yeah, in a row? Like, non- yeah, like we were there like, yeah, we were there like for two, three hours just putting up the ring, tying up the ropes, and then taking everything off, putting it in the trailer, and then putting it back on. I was like, man. But it was pretty much to teach us as far as how everybody needs to help out with the ring and stuff like that and, you know, how quickly it can be without, you know, if guys are not messing around and stuff and just get to it. And pretty much, I mean, in 35 to 40 minutes, the ring can be up and set up instead of it taking, you know, three to four hours and stuff. So pretty yeah, much, man, the, you know, the Academy and Rudy offers a lot of uh, different stuff, you know, uh, from learning how to work inside and as far as keeping it simple and stuff and not trying to, do all the crazy stuff where you can get injured and stuff and, you know, to the ring, to the promos. I, I'm so like glad. I kind of, exactly. And then, and then after that, man, it's on you to branch out, you know, once you already learn the basics and you graduate from the Academy, then it's on you to start, you know, showing your faces in different promotions and say, Hey man, you know, I got my stuff. I can work and just trying to open up those opportunities and stuff. And also uh, uh, one thing that I believe a lot is if you're a wrestler, at least look like a wrestler, uh, have some, something to you. I'm not saying everybody has to look like a body, but everybody has to be, you know, 240 and stuff, but at least look like you can kick somebody's ass, um, you know? And yeah. Same thing that, in my job. Um, I can't tell you, well, I work uh, with a certain organization. And the same thing I tell my guys, you want to be the part, you should at least look the part. You know, but, oh, well, I just do what I can, and <laughs> it works for me. But that brings me back to my next question on Facebook. On the Indie Wrestling Show Facebook page, which everyone's encouraged to join. I post a Facebook, I mean, a YouTube video that you posted about a day in the life of a pro wrestler, and it shows you going to Kingsville. I actually wanted to go to that show, but due to an injury, was not able to attend. But how do you, with that, I mean, I'm sure, I mean, uh, maybe you have like a normal job and then wrestling training and then every weekend I'm doing the shows. How do you have time to go to the gym and do a show, eat healthy, like on the same day? How how do you do that? <laughs> you don't sleep. <laughs> That's the secret. <laughs> okay, yeah, so, pretty, so, so pretty much let me kind of give you an idea of what I do on a daily basis. From Monday to Friday, I do, I train clients, personal training clients. So I have 27 clients I take care of from Monday My to goodness. Friday. Um, so I have to work on diets. I have to work on the workout plan. I have to make sure they're check-ins and stuff like that before, you know, Friday gets here because I have to take off depending what town I'm booked in. So, you know, training all those people, I have to wake up around four or five in the morning, start my day. And then around the middle of the day, that's when I usually try to go work out. If in the middle of the day, I'm completely fatigued, you know, or I miss meals, I leave the workout till around 12 or one in the morning. So normally every day I sleep about two or three hours. Um, and, um, that's, I know it's not healthy and, you know, and stuff like that, but right now I'm in the position that, you know, I'm 25 years old and I gave myself yeah. a time frame that, you know, for the next five years, I want to give it everything I got, you know, from my work schedule to my diet, to my training, uh, to wrestling, to travel, to the movie that I'm shooting now. Um, movie? so you now said have, movie? like, yeah, like uh, I'm, I'm acting yeah. and everything. Yeah, yeah, I'm, 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 I'm starting in a movie. I'm the, I have the lead role. It's called Sacred Mask. It should wow. come out early next year. So we've been shooting already for two months and a half. Um, so right now I'm trying to balance out, you know, the training, uh, my training, personal training clients, wrestling travel, the movie schedule, and just my personal, you know, my personal life. With, yeah, you, you know, got a life too. Yeah. 
right. family so and everything. Sometimes, right. Sometimes when, you know, when fatigue kicks in, that's when we start questioning ourselves. And that's when I feel I, I become my worst critic and I start just picking everything apart. I'm like, man, I'm like, that match sucked. I don't like the way I looked and this, and this could be better. And, and I feel that everybody has that. But for me, I'm very hard on myself on that because everything and anything I do, I want to do it to the best of my ability. And there's some days that obviously things don't go out the way, the way you want them to go. And you're like, man, I could have only done this bad and stuff like that. So it's, 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 it's a tough schedule and stuff like that. And there's always time. You can always find time to get a 45 minute, one hour workout. It's just, you have to have that one factor. You have to have that, you know, excitement. You have to love it in order for you to wake up and say, okay, I need to get this done. And once you get it done, you have that sense of fulfillment that you said, man, okay, if I got this done, I can get the rest of my day and stuff like that. And then you, without you even noticing, you become motivation to other people because people see, you know, what you do, how you carry yourself and stuff. And they're like, man, like, you know, and for me, I've always been like that. I've always, uh, in my head, I've always wanted to be an inspiration to others, even if it's through wrestling um, or working out or, you know, meeting somebody at the gym and train them and just, you know, hearing their life story. How can I help them transform their life in a certain way? Yeah, and good that you brought that up because that brings me right to another uh, one of my questions that I've seen that you've done a lot of public speaking, like with the kids at school and everything. And that's also uh, Uncle Leroy Jr. He also is good with helping out the community and, and uh, helping out the, the kids and everything. What is your message when you go to schools? What do you tell the kids when you go speak in front of them? So, so uh, in the past 10 months, I've done about 10 to 11 uh, public school speakings. I've only documented one. Um, you know, now I'm going to start documenting everything. But, you know, in total, I've done 10 in the past year or so. And normally, it's elementary and, and middle school. So, you know, it's kind of hard sometimes to get their attention because, you know, sometimes third, fourth, fifth graders, they're really – they're paying attention, but they really don't understand some of the stuff. So you got to, you know – explain different things in a certain way but pretty much my message man is you know if you have a dream or you have a belief of wanting to do something um don't you know don't let anybody tell you you can't or stuff like that and obviously there's going to be factors as you grow up you know uh, peer pressure and uh, people trying to pull you away to other but if you know for me i've always wanted to be a wrestler since i was a kid and going through school and stuff like that and adversity and everything my parents went through and me kind of having a, a face of depression when I was in middle school. And it really affected me. And, and wrestling for me was kind of like the escape. And then it was wrestling and working out combined. And then that's when I felt that I beat that face of my life. That for me, it was a very dark face as far as very sad and gloomy. And uh, so pretty much that's why I tell the kids, I'm like, man, you guys are going to go through stuff right now. You know, everything's fun and games. But as you grow older, you know, you're going to see all these things. And you're like, hey, what is this? You know, what's going on? And, you know, once you start playing sports, you're going to see, okay, you know what? I want to be a football player. I want to be a basketball player. You know, shoot for shoot for the stars, man. Like, don't don't settle with mediocrity of saying, I'll just get a regular job when I graduate and that's it. Um, you yeah. know, because everybody has so much potential to do a lot of things. Obviously, other people have more talent or, you know, more capabilities, but still, you know, everybody's different. Same like we all have different fingerprints. We all have a difference, something different inside of us that can make us, you know, stand out in our own way. Yeah, and I got to commend you on that. I mean, uh, I think like every wrestler is a little bit crazy because uh, you you're risking your 
life. I mean, you're, uh, you're risking injury, but that's, I mean, you got to be brave at the same time. And also, you know, career-wise, it is a risk uh, to be a wrestler. It takes a lot of guts. I mean, um, in as far as taking a more traditional route, but uh, yeah, I mean, you're young, 25, uh, get two hours sleep. Sound like me in the Navy, but I wasn't training. I was uh, at the club, as they used to call it back <laughs> in the day. <laughs> yeah, uh, there, that's what sailors did back then. But uh, another question: uh, What are some of the differences between you uh, wrestling at the very top of the industry with WWE NXT to wrestling, like I'd say, on a regular Texas indie promotion? What are some differences? So when I got the opportunity to work for, for the NXT and, you know, wrestle Kona Reeves back uh, last July, um, one, when you get there, man, the atmosphere, the setup, everything, just a whole different level. I mean, um, <laughs> you know, they do your physical and stuff like that. And automatically, I mean, you're nervous and stuff like that. You're like, man, my blood pressure's off the roof because I'm just nervous of being, I don't want to mess like up. Like real doctors? Wanna, you know, yeah, like you got you got to get your physical and done everything before you go you got to get cleared. Um, wow. Yeah, so there's a procedure. Um, so, you know, so you're like, man, like, I'm so nervous and stuff like that. So pretty much the day starts around 12 noon, and uh, you kind of walking around and stuff like that. Um, and then uh, when I was there, Gabe Sapolsky, he was the one that helped me out get that opportunity and stuff. I had done the clinic with Evolve, I believe it was a month before. It was around WrestleMania weekend up in New Orleans. So he picked me out of the bunch for that one. I uh, had the better matches, you know, compared to everybody else. And he's like, yeah, man, we're going to fly out to, you know, NXT, whatever, this and that. And, you know, like, okay, yeah, of course. Like, yes, I'll be there. And then I remember going out to him like, hey, Gabe, like, I mean, I don't want to interrupt, but do I help out with anything? And so he's like, oh, you haven't gone over your match? I'm like, what? I'm like, what do you mean I have a match? He's like, yeah. He's like, you're on. You're number two on the card or something like that. I'm like, Man, my heart started beating like a thousand miles an hour. Uh, so after that, I got I got you know with my agent and stuff. Everybody has an agent, um, and then you go over the stuff they want and stuff. Um, but right before man, right before going out, uh, next to me was Michael Cole. Michael Cole was counting me down, you know, before I did my entrance and stuff. On TV, they didn't show my entrance, but I actually got an entrance, and you know, my name was on the on the Tintron, and that was super cool, man. It was one of the best feelings because you know everything i've sacrificed you know short amount of time and stuff when i went out um through that you know through that entrance and stuff and i just saw the whole people and the setup and i'm like man this is freaking this is ridiculous like me as a kid thinking of performing in front you know for for the biggest company in the world and stuff and even though it's a you know a lot of people like oh it's just a small match it's not for me it meant a lot because you know being away from your family and just you know all the time you put in all the hours that nobody sees you do at the gym, you know, in the ring and stuff, you know, the injuries and stuff. It's just like, man, it's, I'm like, no wonder these guys cry when, you know, 10, 15 years later, they, you know, win the title at WrestleMania and stuff like that, because it's just everything you sacrifice, but, um, put a lot of work into it. Right. Right. And, you know, when I was in the ring, I was like, man, I was ready to go. I was, I've never felt an adrenaline rush for a match like that. And the ref's like, yeah, man. Like the ref was whispering, he's like, yeah, man. He's like, keep doing that. He's like, act like you belong here. And I'm like, I belong here. And I was like, psyching myself up. I'm like, yeah. He's like, yeah. So we had our match. And then after the match, Michael ha- Michael Hayes came up to me. He's like, hey, man, thank you so much. He's like, you did a pretty good performance out there and stuff like that. So well, I'm gonna stop you know, right there because um, you said Michael Hayes. I want uh, for the listeners out there, he's talking about Michael P. S. Hayes of the Fabulous Freebirds with Terry Gordy and company. 
um, that's that's a lot of uh, talent there. Nope. We only got about six minutes, so I'm going to get to the next question here, but that was yeah. a really good answer. Uh, you also wrestled for the five-time WCW champion and uh, former King of the Ring, I think two or three. I lost count how many times you've done it. Booker T, uh, the Booker T uh, from Reality of Wrestling. Uh, what is your goal out there at Reality of Wrestling now that you're out there? What's your goal out there with them? Man, Reality of Wrestling is the closest thing to NXT. Uh, over there, I mean, it's top notch and stuff like that. From the product, everything they offer, the way they, you know, the way things are run, and especially Booker being there, you kind of see firsthand exactly, you know, what he's looking for, what he likes, what he doesn't like. Because you're you're pretty much watching the matches from the back next to him, and you know, it's one, it's one of the most entertaining and funniest persons I've ever met, um, and at the same time, one of the most serious dudes I've ever met, you know. Um, but my goal there, obviously, man, is get to the top and win that title there for that company, which means you're the number one guy in that, in that company. So that's my goal. Yeah. Just climb up that ladder. You'll be up there soon. My friend, I've seen you do it uh, many times. Now, with that being said, how can, uh, like, uh, people want to buy your merch or promoters want to contact you? How can they do that? So pretty much you can contact me through Facebook and Max Castellanos or Instagram, Max Castellanos 80. I'm actually opening up my website. My website should be open by next week. Uh, and I have a new, I have a clothing line about different shirts and hats coming. So I'm going to have about six, seven different designs, but I'll be posting and sharing everything on social media so people can, can see it and stuff. And also YouTube, uh, I'll be posting a lot more matches, more day in the live stuff that I do behind the scenes. Also, uh, behind the scenes for the movie of everything we have done and stuff like that. Wow. So, before I let you go, is there any quick message or shout-out you want to give out maybe to wrestlers or TWA or uh, family? Any shout-outs you have? Uh, well, obviously, shout-out to my trainer, Rudy, for training me, you know, since the beginning, teaching me the right way, how to, how to do this, you know, and not be... <laughs> a mark for the business, a mark for myself. Because I was a real big fan when I started, but it was kind of like, you know, make sure you balance that out as far as know how to carry yourself as a professional and not as a fanboy. So that's something I'm real grateful on that. And, uh, nah, man, pretty much message, obviously, is positivity for anybody out there grinding out whatever goal they have, you know, all the miles they do on the weekends, drive safe. And also one thing, just from all the research I've done, because I love studying about nutrition and stuff like that, I would say the best advice is cut the energy drinks out and the pre-workouts before matches because imagine doing that for the next 10 years of your life, how much stress you're putting in your heart and your heart, you know, your blood pressure and stuff like that. You shouldn't need pre-workout or energy drinks to get hyped up for the match. Uh, the, do, the one thing I do take before is amino acids just to, you know, prevent any cramps or electrolyte and electrolytes. But I stopped taking pre-workout before matches. Not just that, it dries your mouth, it blows you up in the ring. And it just puts unnecessary extra stimulants in your body. So that's probably the message I want to give out there. Because I see everybody drinking bang right before the matches and stuff like that. And it's just, I mean, those things will add up over, over the years. Yeah, it's just a fad right now. That's what I think. But uh, that was very inspirational. I'm inspired. Uh, I'm be, would be ready to get back in the gym, but uh, doctor says another six months or a year. But I'll be back. I know I'm inspired. Uncle Leroy Jr., were you inspired by that interview? Man, look, I'm over here doing push-ups and DDTs. Man, that was a great. <laughs> spot. And, uh, you know, like Rocky three up in here. I, I like that. 
I like that. Yeah, have any well, questions for him or anything? Let me just hop in there first. I got a. You know, we've, we've we've had different wrestlers come in. You know, some had, you know, found their passion. You know, like one came as an announcer, one came as a fan. How did you get your love for the game? Because it seemed like you just walked into a good situation. So, so I've been, I mean, I've been a fan since I was five, uh, since I was, I started watching in 98. Um, and then uh, as I went through, uh, like I said earlier, my parents had a lot of problems growing up. And, um, my dad, my dad, and this is something more personal, but my dad always had issues with alcohol and stuff like that. And for me, like, when I would see, like, all the stuff that would go down and stuff, for me, I was like, man, I need to have the courage. I need to be, you know, not scared of him and stuff like that. That's why I related so much growing up to Stone Cold Steve Austin. He was my favorite wrestler, and he drew me in because right, I was like, man, I wish I... Yeah, I was like, I wish I had his attitude, and I wish I wouldn't be scared. Like, he's not scared, so I can face my dad and, you know, defend my mom. And Ever since then, as a kid, man, wrestling was was my gateway. So anytime I had a, a, a trouble and stuff, I would always look at wrestling and just forget about it. And I'm like, man, it would be so cool if I could do that one day. It would be so cool. And then eventually I got to the point that, you know, I was – I got to meet the right people in my life. And then, hey, man, you got two legs, you got two arms, you got a beating heart. Why not try it? You know, and that's when I decided to say, you know what, I'm gonna take that trip to Columbus, Ohio, and that's how everything just happened. You know. Wow. That's a great answer. Well, we thank you for the Indie Wrestling Show, and on behalf of me and Uncle Leroy Jr., uh, thank you, Max, for joining us tonight. Uh, we appreciate it, and uh, we will see you next time in the ring soon. I'm sure. Thank you for having me, guys. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Next and with, all right, and with that, yes, Uncle Leroy Jr., we'll see everyone next week. I had a great time with Uncle Leroy, the great Uncle Leroy Jr. and Max Castellanos. Yeah, next week, we'll be uh, interviewing and meeting the great Ricky Reyes from Lucha Underground, from El, the El Rey Network. So we're ready for that one. So we'll see everyone next time, same time, same uh, channel next week on the Indie Wrestling Show. <laughs> Only means one thing, you ain't fucking with the click